0: Hello, welcome back to Horoscope Witch, it's Mal, and if you're listening today, thank you so much. This is episode number four. We're going to talk about how to survive Virgo season. (laughs) That makes it sound like it's not a good time of year, but I really like Virgo season personally. And we're also going to talk about the personality traits of Virgos, and we're going to go through uh like Virgo sun, Virgo moon, a uh, Virgo ascendant, Virgo Mars and Virgo meet Venus. So if you do have one of those placements in your birth chart, uh you can learn more about that. So again, it's always a good idea to have your birth chart out in these episodes cuz that's really my main focus of this podcast is to teach you more about your birth chart. And also, just a side note, the first three episodes. Between the first three episodes, I've gotten over two hundred listens, and that's like so crazy to me. And I know two hundred listens isn't uh, isn't that huge of an amount in the grand scheme of podcasts. I mean, there's certain podcasts that get like one million downloads or whatever, but you have to understand that when I started this podcast, I really thought only a handful of my like personal friends were going to be listening to it. And I didn't think anybody was going to listen to this. So if you've reached out to me on Twitter and you don't know me personally, and you're just reaching out to say hi, like, thank you so much. Like, that's great. And I'll leave, I'll again, leave my Twitter handle in the show notes. So Let's get into Virgo season. So when is Virgo season? Virgo season started on August 22nd, and it's going to go until September 22nd or 23rd. Uh, And the planetary events that are going to be happening this Virgo season, uh, we had our Pisces full moon on August 26th. So if you can think back to a few weeks ago, I'm sure that Pisces full moon... (laughs) Affected us all uh, in very deep emotional ways. And Mars then went direct on August 28th, and I felt that immediately. Like, I immediately felt like my life got better and it started moving forward in ways that it hadn't moved forward in like a month or two. So, again, yeah, Mars went direct on August 28th. So, if you're feeling a little bit better, if you're feeling out of your funk, your summer funk, your summertime sadness, that might be because Mars just went direct. And in the future, we're going to have a new moon in Virgo on September 9th. Then it just keeps getting better. Saturn goes direct on September 16th, which could uh, get things moving as well. And full moon in Aries on September 25th. And then I don't know if anybody's actually going to feel this, but Pluto will move direct on the 30th. So those are are our, our not the only planetary <laughs> events of Virgo season, but those are some of the highlights for you. And like I've said in past podcasts, the ruling planet of Virgo is Mercury. Actually, some astrologists have said that because Mercury is also... ruler of Gemini, um, they actually will associate Virgo with certain asteroids, specifically Chiron and Ceres. That's C-E-R-E-S, Ceres. And so Virgo also could rule those asteroids as well. And if you do have a lot of Virgo in your chart, it might be to your benefit to look up the the mythology behind Chiron and Ceres which are both really interesting I won't get into that this episode because I might even dedicate a whole episode to Chiron because I really like the asteroid Chiron he's our wounded healer and I think there's a lot we can learn about Our Chiron placement, but we'll save that for later. So again, the the general ruling planet of Virgo is Mercury. We've talked about Mercury a lot on this podcast. Mercury's the, the god of communication and technology. He's Hermes. He wears the winged shoes. So the body part ruled by Virgo would be the nervous system. And also the digestive system and the spleen. So if you are a, specifically I would say maybe a Virgo son, maybe when you get anxious or nervous, you'll have physical symptoms. Like you might be a person when you get really stressed out, you break out in hives or you might even get sick if you get really stressed out. So those are just some specific areas of a Virgo's body that could have some kind of focus in in some time in their life the opposition of Virgo is Pisces so we'll talk about that how Virgo and Pisces are linked in this beautiful way and we can actually understand Virgo much better if we can also understand Pisces at the same time and also Virgo um, each sign if you didn't know each sign is ruled by a specific age range uh, like so for instance Aries is the first sign so they would be considered like ruled by the younger youngest age and then Pisces would be ruled by more like the elderly oldest age because they're the last sign. Virgos kind of smack dab in the middle kind of more towards the end so Virgos I think they rule they rule the 40s I believe the 40s somewhere around age 40 like that kind of midlife crisis <laughs> kind of uh era They're, and i find because of this all of my the virgos i've met they've been really sensitive about getting old or other people in their life getting old it seems to be a sensitive topic like they don't like to talk about growing old uh they will also get offended like i know a virgo he just turned 50 so of course i was like making fun of him that he's so old now, and blah, 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 the old whippersnappers, I don't even know what I was saying. But he was not, he was taking those jokes very personally. And they just, they don't like getting old. Virgos love to most of the time stay healthy, and they feed off of like a healthy lifestyle. So I think that always links back to the fact that they're they're linked with this certain age range, midlife crisis kind of era. And also if you're a Virgo, you may find that you have like certain quote unquote midlife crisis crises uh, more than once in your life. Like maybe you have like a quarter life crisis. I mean, who doesn't have a quarter life crisis, but maybe you have some kind of life crisis every like 10 years. And it's not really, it may just be all in your mind, but you may be more prone to having these, these moments, uh, the fear of getting old. So like I said, um, Virgo is intertwined with Pisces because they are at the opposition in the astrological wheel. And Virgo and Pisces, they're they're the servers, they're the helpers of the zodiac. They're here to help. They're here. They're here to heal. And they're both interested in exploring like the deepest depths of the human psyche. Uh, but I would say Pisces are more spiritual. The spiritual side of the human psyche and like the metaphysical parts of our brain whereas Virgos are more in touch with the actual scientific psychology of human beings so they're always going to be asking who are we like why do we do the things we do and also it's funny something that Pisces and Virgo have in common is that they both hold others to a very high moral standard because they themselves hold, hold themselves to a very high moral standard, if that makes sense. So, but Pisces, Pisces, I'm, I guess I'm speaking from experience, I'm not going to lie. Pisces is more silently judgmental, whereas Virgos are that loud critic. And it's because they're both they both are holding themselves and the world around them to this extremely high moral standard. So because Pisces is more silent, but they're still judging, but Virgos are the loud critic. It's the Virgos that actually get the bad rap for doing the exact same thing Pisces do. It's just in a different way because you won't actually hear a Pisces saying like you shouldn't do that because that. Uh, destroys the planet or something like that a Virgo will say that to you and unless uh Pisces really feels like your morals are extremely unaligned with what they believe they'll really never maybe they'll say something but most of the time they'll just ghost you right So if you're doing something like you, I don't know, kick an animal on the side of the road and they see you do that, (laughs) Pisces are going to be like, whoa, 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 like, why'd you just do that? And then after that happens, they'll never talk to you again. Virgos might continually approach you after that happens and give you more and more critiques. Um, but again, these are just general general things that I've noticed in my life, <laughs> um, and again, that's why Virgos have, especially Virgo men. I think have a bad rap. They, you know, they're not shy about their criticisms, and also because usually their criticisms are so on point because they do have that same intuition as the Pisces does, just in a different way those criticisms really dig deep sometimes and they they definitely stick with us uh, which is why people hate them people think of virgos sometimes as the people who you know said that one thing to them that was super rude and they never got over it and they didn't talk to that virgo again after they said that uh but it might actually be that The Virgo revealed something about them to themselves that they didn't want to know, or maybe they knew but they didn't want to admit to themselves. So, I had something like this happen with a Virgo, who's who's my good friend. uh he, I had mentioned to him randomly that I bought a book on Amazon, and we weren't even talking about Amazon. We were. I just was bringing up this conversation because I wanted to talk about the book. But he was like, whoa, 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 you bought that on Amazon? Didn't you know that Amazon is an evil empire? Like, I can't believe you still support them. (laughs) And I was like, oh, gosh, like, I, of course, like, I was aware, and I am still aware that, you know, Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, of course, you know, he makes billion dollars while everybody who works for him is on food stamps and you know, I don't think working in an Amazon warehouse is anything that's great. I mean, I don't think it's a hyperbole to say that working in an Amazon warehouse could, you know, be like slave labor. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it's not a great job. And although the company is huge and from a consumer's perspective, it's an amazing company. Uh, from the worker's perspective, it's it's really not a great company to work for. Uh, but of course, I'm a total hypocrite because when I'm in a pinch or I want to order something online and I want it to come really fast, I will just Amazon prime that shit and get it to my house within a couple days. Uh, but now, after that Virgo said that to me every time I go to order something on Amazon, I just feel really guilty <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, like I really should like cut down on the amount I buy from Amazon and La la la! I don't want to turn this episode into talking about Amazon because I don't know that much about it, and the Virgo knows a lot more about it. <laughs> um, but you know, again, like you can see how that criticism—it was well intentioned, and I think that's what we have to remember about Virgos when they critique us. They're really they're more critiquing society as a whole, and using us as the microcosm of that. So. I guarantee when a Virgo offers you critique, it has some greater picture about the earth or about the world. And that's something we can remember if we ever feel offended by them, you know, they can't be brass. Um, so, uh, but I truly believe if we, if we lived in a world run by Virgos, I think we would live in the most peaceful and harmonious society I really do believe that, and I don't think as many people would suffer, at least from things that are very fixable, fixable, sorry. Like in a Virgo society, everyone would have access to food and clean water and afford- affordable health care. Uh, and this goes back to that Virgo symbology of this harvest maiden who she's carrying this bouquet of wheat. And what is she even doing with this wheat? Well, she wants to feed society, right? Like, she knows that, you know, Virgo's the end of summer, like, things might start getting cold soon. Like, she wants everybody to have that food before the winter comes. And everybody's starving and cold and hungry in their house, right? She wants to feed everybody. She wants to make sure things are fair and everybody's getting the same amount of wheat, Um and I, that's what we really have to remember about Virgos and their intentions and their specifically their critiques again like i said their critiques i would challenge are more about the big picture of society that doesn't mean their critiques don't sting <laughs> and that it's a different story when you actually legitimately piss them off cuz they they will cut you <laughs> and they won't do it uh lightly like in whoever said um what's the saying uh sticks and stones won't break my bones but words can never hurt me they definitely never heard a Virgo like critique them <laughs> because a Virgo's words will actually cut you and they will stick with you forever and it's not a great idea to piss these people off. Um but that you're like, probably like, well, how does this virginic harvest maiden, how does she have these words that are like fire, and these words that are going to offend people sometimes? Uh, I think this, again, this virginic harvest maiden, it really has nothing to do with um, how innocent a Virgo may be, although some people say they are prudes. I, I don't really actually think that has anything to do with the sex sextrology of a Virgo. Um, I think most Virgos are actually super kinky, <laughs> but I think the Harvest Maiden has to do with the pure intentions of a Virgo. Um, and all of their criticisms can be rooted back to these pure intentions. Uh, maybe you're thinking like, Mal, come on, like the Virgos that I know, they're like totally arrogant assholes, and they can totally come off that way sometimes, I think especially male Virgos, and it kind of is all about like what you, how you react to them, and are you playing their game, uh, and I actually think a lot of Virgos don't mean for you to take their critiques personally, uh, especially if it's an offhand comment. But I think it's important to remember that every sign has their bad eggs. And I think a a bad egg, Virgo, can be super hard to deal with, maybe egomaniacal or maybe slightly sociopathic. (laughs) But I don't think most Virgos are like that. Like I said, I think Virgos have really, really pure intentions. I mean, let's look at Bernie Sanders. He's a Virgo you can see how he's the harvest maiden. He is totally the harvest maiden. He wants everybody to have their share of food and water and he wants to serve society. And he has the greater picture of society in mind with his intentions. Also, a character that strikes me kind of as a Virgo in maybe a messed up way is Dexter. This is a TV show I do not watch like I mentioned in the past episode I can't watch things that are super violent uh because I am an empath and I cannot watch that kind of stuff like it affects me too deeply but in a writing class we actually talked a lot about Dexter and the character of Dexter if you've seen the TV show. If not, I think it's a really good TV show for those of you who can stomach it. But it's about this character who he has this urge inside of him to kill, but he uses his kind of dark shadow side to kill other serial killers, I think is the storyline. And if you're a writer, actually, he's a really good character to look at, and he can help you, especially if you're a fiction writer. The character of Dexter can help you learn more about how to make a well-rounded character in your story. But Dexter does strike me as a Virgo because he's using everything he can to somehow help society, even though he has this very dark side to him. I mean, he's a murderer, but he does use this dark side to help society by murdering serial killers so that's an interesting uh take on that and also there's another tv show i'm sure you've never heard of it it's called breaking bad just kidding. Who doesn't watch that? I feel like I've had like 50 million boyfriends make me watch that show, so maybe that's why I don't like it. <laughs> but uh, Breaking Bad, is it's a good show. I Again, it's another one of these shows that it's a little too violent for me, and it's a little too serious for me, too and at the end of the day when i'm watching tv i just want to unwind and i can't really unwind with breaking bad although i know some people call this like the best tv show of all time and i certainly think you should watch it if you haven't but the main character in breaking bad we see in the first season he he is like this chemist and he's a he's a genius of a chemist but he also is diagnosed with cancer and he also gets roped into somehow making meth and using this like illegal drug uh, to fuel something that's going to somehow serve society. So again, we see this kind of dichotomy of um, these Virgo-like characters using their dark side to somehow fuel society. So I think that's really interesting about the character of Virgo, and it may be why I think many astrologers don't believe that the ruling planet of Virgo is Mercury. They instead believe it's Chiron. Like I mentioned, Chiron is the wounded healer. And I think Virgos really embody that a lot. You can't be a healer without... My water bottle popped as I said that. Um, you can't be a healer without having your own wounds and without healing your wounds and learning how to use your wounds for good. And I think that's really what the Virgo is trying to learn partially in this life. Now, let's get into more of the planetary placements of Virgo in your birth chart. So take a look at your birth chart, kind of scan where Virgo pops up in your chart. Uh, As for Virgo sun, I think Virgo men and Virgo women strike me as very different. And one of my favorite astrology books is called Sextrology, the Art of the Sex, or sorry, Art, the Astrology of Sex and the Sexes. Where was I getting art? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I'll link this book in the show notes. But this book on Sextrology is is by Stella Starsky and Quinn Cox. And this is one of my most beloved, valued astrology books and i think it might be underrated and also while i'm kind of saying virgo men and women are different i just want to quickly acknowledge that gender is just a word and there must must be more than just two genders you know male and female and i really think gender is just a reflection of our limitations in our language and just because we don't have words for a third or a fourth or a fifth gender, that doesn't mean you are not valid if you if you don't identify as male or female. And I just wanted to put that out there because I want to keep this podcast intersectional. And when I say these things like men and women, that can be triggering for some people or uh, that can just maybe turn people off from listening to this and I don't want people to think that I'm not trying at least making an effort to include everybody and that book specifically I really value that sexrology book because it well it breaks the signs down by gender and by gender I mean male and female but it's also a very queer friendly book and I think it's a sex positive book I mean it doesn't necessarily have a chapter for female Virgo, male Virgo, non-binary Virgo, like there's no non-binary chapter, but I think that book, everybody could get a little something out of that, so I just wanted to say that, um, and going back to the difference between a Virgo man and a Virgo woman, um, I think, I think they are different, and that book really encapsulates the differences when we're talking about gender however trivial the word gender may be. So nevertheless, in general, I think Virgos, whether you uh, identify as a man or as a woman or as a non-binary Virgo, um, Virgos cannot do anything half-ass. And if they do, I feel like they feel super guilty about it. They want to do things 100% and they want to follow their passion and but also use their passion to serve society, which I find really honorable. Um, also, I posted on Twitter, uh, I wanted to get a survey about the cleanliness of Virgos because I think the biggest Virgo stereotype is that they are some kind of organizational freaks who are totally anal retentive about everything and they're like clean freaks. And I got a, a couple of Virgos Uh, tweet me saying they were like total clean freaks. But I also lived with a Virgo in college for over two and a half years. And she was like, I felt as though I was cleaner most of the time than her. So I tweeted, are Virgos messy? And it seems like the vast majority of you voted yes, Virgos are messy, (laughs) which I found really funny. And thanks for just taking that stereotype and just kind of tipping it on its head because I don't necessarily think the stereotypes that have to do with the zodiac signs are necessarily true and when we when we just boil down a zodiac sign to the stereotypes we're not getting the full picture of what astrology really has to offer us but whether you're a messy Virgo or a clean Virgo my argument would be that Virgos still have some kind of organizational system, even if it's organized chaos. They're still going to know where everything is and why it has a purpose. And also a huge trait of Virgos, just in general, for a Virgo son, Virgos just want to be mentors in some way. Virgos want to help the greater good of society and they they would love if you came up to them and were like hey you know i saw that you did this can you teach me how to do that a virgo i would even say 10 at a time 10 out of 10 times would say yes if you are interested in their passion they will be more than willing to teach you as well and take you on as their mentee because it is just that's what what makes their life whole if they had like just some a squad if you will (laughs) a squad of people that they are teaching about something uh and I think if you know a Virgo or you know a Virgo with a passion that you want to know more about like say writing or astrology or anything just ask them because they're gonna say yes they're definitely going to say yes to helping you learn more. And also, speaking of Virgos and astrology, I have to say that Virgos are probably the sign that are most likely to be skeptical of astrology or tarot cards or anything that has to do with the occult. And I think this roots back to the fact that Virgos are can be so rational that it's irrational if if you if you kind of feel what i'm saying here i think they have a hard time because virgos get so invested in the material world that actually sometimes seeing the spiritual world is hard for a lot of them even though i think the spiritual world does present itself to virgos a lot i think a lot of virgos have the same uh, I don't want to say symptoms, but side effects of being very in tune with the spiritual world, like Pisces. But a Pisces and a Virgo, they m- may both have a very spiritual dream at night and receive spiritual messages in their dreams. But it's the Pisces that's going to be like, oh, like tell all their friends, oh, I had this really weird dream last night. Um, I think this is what it's telling me. I have to go do this. Whereas a Virgo is going to be like, Oh, I had this really weird dream last night and probably not fully realized that it was a spiritual message. Or maybe they know deep down inside it was a spiritual message, but they don't want to bring it to fruition or they don't want to admit that to themselves. And I think Virgos tend to need some kind of scientific proof or justification behind everything they believe. And that's not to say that astrology or tarot cards or the occult sciences aren't backed up by science and metaphysics, because they absolutely are. But I just think Virgos may have some difficulties looking into spirituality's relationship with science. Um, They might be quick to write it off. Now, if you have a Virgo moon, remember the moon is like our hidden attic of our emotions. Uh, And I when I visualize a Virgo moon, what I see is a sort of file cabinet. It's like a metaphysical file cabinet. And it's it's just all organized by emotion. <laughs> and I, I can't help but feel that Virgo moons may organize their emotions in this way. Maybe they do have a file cabinet somewhere in their brain. And they're like, this is when I felt angry. This is when I felt sad. This is when I felt happy. I also think as children Virgo moons may have been viewed as maybe one of the most smart or talented kids in the class but they also may have been quiet keep to themselves kind of type when they were children maybe they were just that student at recess who read on the playground um, instead of playing with their friends or running around they they just had a a book open (laughs) and were sitting somewhere in the grass alone by themselves and they were perfectly content Um, when a Virgo moon maybe feels their emotions boiling over or they feel overwhelmed, they may, you know, reach out to a friend, but they may say something like, I have a lot of feelings. Like, can we discuss them at this time? (laughs) They might try to schedule their feelings. Um, and I think the Virgo moon, they have to learn, you know, they can feel what they feel without having to rationalize it. Uh, they seem to rational have to rationalize their feelings a lot. And that can be healthy and unhealthy in certain ways. But the thing is, I think Virgo moons and maybe Virgos in general, they're, they're pretty good at that forgive and forget. So if they do feel emotionally hurt by someone, I feel like out of all the signs, Virgos have this kind of powerful way of moving on from emotional pain. Uh, where they can just kind of forgive and forget, I guess. Um, Virgo Ascendant. They may come off as extremely anal retentive. Remember, the Ascendant is like our front door to our house. It's what people see right when they walk in. So uh, their houses are probably fairly immaculate. Uh, They may dress very put together and... When I think of a Virgo ascendant, there's two characters I think of, and that is Her- Hermione Granger from Harry Potter um, and also Summer from School of Rock, that movie with Jack Black. Uh, I think these two characters kind of embody that Virgo ascendant. People see them as that gold star. Uh, they might be very active helpers in the classroom when they were younger, or and now, too. They're just... They're always willing to help. And also, I think Virgos in general usually have their own style of dress. Dressing seems to be very important to Virgos. And they're at least concerned about some aspect of their style. Even if it's not a put-together style, I would say Virgos have a certain aesthetic that they have to abide by. (laughs) And Virgo Mars. So Mars is that planet of action. It's our kitchen It's how we move around the world. And I would say, Virgo Mars people, they're going to be very, very motivated by their intellectual pursuits. This is what's going to move them from place to place. I would be scared to piss off a Virgo Mars because would just be an intellectual roasting to be had. <laughs> I think, um, again, like that's the Virgo's way of fighting, right? Like they don't use weapons. Words are their weapons. And lastly, if you have a Virgo Venus, um, I, I like this Venus sign, even though Venus doesn't necessarily like to be put with Virgo. Um, I think Virgo Venus people, uh, for them, the mind, the mind is the most important sex organ. (laughs) And uh, they are kind of turned on more intellectually, I don't think they can be with someone who is not intellectually stimulating to them. And they may actually find themselves getting bored on dates a lot, because maybe they're not the most romantic, but they really want to have like this deep, enriching discussion on a date. Uh, Again, they're outwardly put together. And I think Venus and Virgos may have to watch themselves because they may want to fix the people that they are dating. Because again, it's that Virgo tendency to be the helper or be the healer. So I think this is especially hard in their dating lives, right? Because they're going to have this urge to fix people. And thus, they're going to attract people who maybe are more needy or are going to suck their energy from them. They're energy vampires. So that's just something to be careful of if you are a Virgo or you have any major Virgo placement. So what does Virgo season mean for us as a collective? What should we be doing during this time? How do we maximize the energy of Virgo season? I would say first and foremost working on a creative project just for the fun of it is a really good thing to do in virgo season i think that's what i love about virgos you know they do their work so passionately but they they have fun with it and they're always making time to be a student in some way so if you don't feel like you're a particularly creative person you're not attuned with that side of yourself you could take on something simple i actually started a bullet journal this virgo season and if you don't know what a bullet journal is it's a really cool project where you you just get a blank journal and you kind of just make it what you want and you can draw little doodles you can make a calendar you can just make it some kind of theme. Of course, my bullet journal theme is my astrology. So I'm making a page for each one of my placements. I'm also making my birth chart in there. And it's just it just feels good to do something kind of intricate in a way during Virgo season. And there's a million bullet journal videos on YouTube. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can just YouTube it and it's all on there. Also, Making time to be a student in some way, I think, is a really good thing to do in Virgo season because they are the student, right? So pick up that book you've been wanting to read and really read it. Uh, Put down your phone and really embark on an intellectual pursuit. And if you have trouble doing that alone, join a book club. Start a book club. uh, Join a discussion group about philosophy or, I don't know, just do something that lights up your mind, that works your mind in a way that you don't usually do day to day. I also think Virgo season is a good time to tell someone what you really think about them (laughs) because Virgos don't really hold back and I think a lot of us do hold back and I'm not talking about this in a mean way necessarily. Um, I think it could be something like telling your friends like hey I'm really proud of you and I've seen you grow the past five years and I think you're really making a difference and you're a really awesome person. I don't think we actually tell our friends that that often, right? Um, and also say if you did stop talking to someone or whatever and they approach you during Virgo season and they're like, hey, dude, why'd you stop talking to me? Or why'd you stop following me on Instagram? Tell them honestly, but tell them in a super non-confrontational way okay? Uh, Tell them what you did and why you did it, but be honest and just try to use criticism in a good way, if that makes sense. Like, if someone asked you that during Virgo season, you could say, you know, to be honest, like, I stopped answering your text because every time we hung out, it seemed like you had a lot of negativity surrounding you, and it brought my energy down and I don't want to see your, you turn your life so negative. It could be something like that. That's just a really honest statement. It's not an attack, but it's a statement that may help someone move through a challenge that they are going through in life. Also, it's currently monsooning outside, so I'm sorry if you can hear the rain. I hope it's not too loud. Um, and also, my specific academic pursuit in Virgo season this year um, is reading a book called this amazing book Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes and reading this book I haven't even finished it but I can't tell you how much reading this book so far has truly changed my life and I'm not even halfway through it and I'm I feel already like this book is like a bible to me in a way and also if you are (laughs) like an experienced like spiritual healer or you're like a practicing astrologer and you're listening to this maybe you're rolling your eyes that I just mentioned that book because it seems really obvious I think this book is kind of like the spiritual woman's bible and I think anybody who calls themselves spiritual has read this but you know just respect my journey and know that I'm on this beautiful journey with this book and even if it's an obvious choice I'm really liking it and I would like to share that with the listeners who may not be aware of this book and maybe inspire them to read it and if you want if any listener wants to have a mini book club with me on this book please dm me on twitter I would love to have a little bit of a a discussion about this book with someone else um, but in this book, there was a part um, that really struck me as very Virgo season. Guys, I really hope the rain isn't too loud in this podcast. But maybe that's relaxing. <laughs> maybe if you're listening to this while you're falling asleep, uh, you can you can listen to the rain and the thunder in the background. So I'm just gonna keep going, especially because in the book, um, what I wanted to talk about was this concept that the author brings up and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this rio abajo rio which is spanish and it translates to the river beneath the river and the author goes on to say that this river beneath the river it's it's a metaphor for our deepest intuitions and every woman and every person really has access to this river beneath our river uh but how do we get there well i think how we get there her advice to how how do we get to our river beneath our river it has a lot to do with what we should be doing during virgo season so here's what she says she says to get to the rio abajo rio she arrives there by deeply creative acts through intentional solitude and by practice of any of the arts. I'll read that again. She arrives there by deeply creative acts through intentional solitude and by practice of any of the arts. And I read that sentence and I was like, bam, mic drop. That is what Virgo season is to me. It's especially especially about this idea of intentional solitude. What does that mean? Well, I think to really look at what that means, we can actually turn to the Virgo card in the tarot, which is the Hermit. And again, as always, you do not need to have any knowledge about tarot cards to listen to what I'm saying and get something out of it. Uh, but I just thought I'd put that out there because I think a lot of people... have a lot of preconceived notions about tarot and what it is and i don't want to turn anybody off by talking about tarot Uh, but it is important to me and i think the hermit card specifically which is the virgo card has a lot to tell us during this time because it really is about this intentional solitude it's reconnecting with yourself and your intention and your inner voice and your spirituality and your ancestors right Um, this intentional solitude that you want to be doing during Virgo season it doesn't necessarily have to like be you going out into the woods alone without a cell phone for a week doing psilocybin mushrooms (laughs) it doesn't have to be that extreme it can just be self-care with the intention of solitude right this could be something as simple as yoga meditating Um, This could also be look like you buying a first deck of tarot cards and starting to learn the meanings. Um, I might just dedicate an entire episode about using tarot cards for your mental health and your self-care rituals and I kind of want to deconstruct some beliefs around tarot cards that just really aren't true and I actually read my Virgo friends tarot cards the other day over the phone and she was asking all these questions that were kind of funny and I was like yeah probably everybody has these same questions as her or misunderstands the cards kind of like she's questioning them and I think I need to kind of do an episode where we talk about how even if you have no no need or want to read tarot cards for others you don't see yourself becoming a professional tarot card reader most of us don't um i think they're such an awesome tool for your self-care and just to use with yourself and that was actually one of her questions she's like wait mal you read your own cards and i'm like yeah i read my own cards like every day and she's like i didn't even know you could do that and i'm like yeah you totally can And it's not even about telling your future. It's really just about unearthing what's happening in the present moment. Um, That's another misunderstanding of the tarot, that it's somehow a fortune-telling device. And it can be, but for me, I like to use it as a present-telling device. And just to kind of end this sort of Virgo season survival guide, I want us to think for a second about Halloween. Um, stay with me because I think Virgo season and Halloween, they're actually kind of the opposite. Now, I'm not hating about hating on Halloween or anything, but it's just kind of like the scary movie industry. Is that even an industry? I don't know. The scary movie industry or anything else. Halloween is just kind of a reflection of how society has taught us to be scared of our spirituality, right? And I would say the Hermit card, or even the Virgo, they're not afraid of their spiritual journey. And the Virgo and the Hermit, they're especially not afraid to walk it alone. So I will leave us with that during Virgo season. I hope you have a great rest of your Virgo season. Um, please tweet me or DM me on Twitter. your. Virgo season creative projects or your academic pursuits or if you want to read women who run with the wolves with me and join kind of like a mini book club where we can talk about it please let me know I would love to do that and thank you so much for listening I'll see you guys next time